How we doing, everybody? And welcome back to the Esports Forever podcast. My name is Ryan, and alongside Jacob, we're presenting you guys with some gaming news, NFT news, and crypto news going on this week and the previous week. Jacob, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. It's uh, it's a great week. It's uh, it's beautiful out here in Miami, uh, and you know, excited to talk about some some upcoming or some recent crypto news. Yeah, you know, it's 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 pretty chilly and balmy up here, Jacob, so no need to brag, okay? <laughs> yeah, uh, I already had quite the snowstorm this last uh, weekend. Well, it's a good thing that this isn't a, you know, a, a forecast podcast because I don't need to I don't need to remind myself of how much more snow we're going to be getting this season. But starting off right away, uh, let's get into some of this gaming news that's going on because I I'm pretty hyped about this one. So, I think you and I have talked about this a little bit. Splitgate. It's an FPS shooter that came out, looks almost identical to Halo. I don't know how they've gotten away with it, but they have. And, you know, they announced a partnership with Logitech last year about a pro series, but there's more details that have come out about it. And they're offering so much money. And on top of that, the article goes into so this is esportsinsider.com. Okay. The article goes into saying that. This like tournament series is for people who aren't on pro teams. And so what they're doing, and I, I love this, Jacob, they're targeting their casual audience to say, hey, we've got a competitive opportunity for you for you right here. You don't have to go against the pros, but uh come come play competitive split gate in season one. Dude, what what are your thoughts on this? I think this is huge for the game. Yeah, so it looks like it's broken into two sections kind of like how the cod pro league is right they have the main five hundred thousand dollar prize pool and then they kind of have challengers uh which is monthly tournaments for non-pro players as you mentioned um and it looks like it, it culminates in five thousand dollar prizes um in a, in a playoff tournament at the end of the year you know it, it, it's interesting i think Splitgate it came out really hot when they redid the game for console oh yeah uh, i remember I was, I was talking to them a while ago and this is what they were focused on um, you know, I worry about the game as a competitive esport just because the portals, you know, it makes it really easy to spawn trap. Um, you know, the game as a casual game is a ton of fun, right? But I think beyond that, you know, it, it may struggle to see a lot of viewership um, and a lot of engagement as an esports. I don't, you know, I don't know how well it's doing now. I think, you know, I can pull up Steam charts real quick and just see how many people are playing on Steam. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the last time I checked, it was down quite quite a bit. So I, I think it's awesome that they're doing an esports league. I think the hope is to kind of inject, uh, you know, some of the players that are playing competitive Halo, playing competitive Call of Duty. Um, but, you know, I think they may have a better shot with Splitgate to try to come onto the scene and make some money. So I, I think it's great, you know, Logitech coming in as a sponsor. Um, they're, they're, they're doing great with the, the format, you know, it looks like it's monthly tournaments and culminating in a championship. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes from an engagement standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to see if they can build up their hype again, like they did in season zero, because they really took off and then they honestly sort of tanked. I mean, the game has a really great functionality combining portals and a great FPS experience. So together the game has a lot of creativity and a lot of insightfulness and honestly, some really in-depth gameplay once you really, really get into it. So I really hope to see something big come out of this and maybe hopefully a more, uh, you know, longstanding and authentic competitive scene 
for this game. Now, moving on to our next topic, the LCS 2022 Lock-In Championship Series. So the beginning of a new League of Legends season is upon us. Tons of teams were playing it out, and Team Liquid comes out on top over, I believe, the Evil Geniuses uh, to uh, to win this championship series. You know, it's a big dub for TL. You know, I know how I have friends who are huge into following the league scene and i'm a league player myself but i don't follow the competitive as much as i should i really should sh follow it more religiously because there's this fantastic play coming out of really from almost every team and uh this is this is big this is big for an na team like this to get the victory especially over evil geniuses so very exciting to see that and to have them get that lock-in championship uh for uh some later championships down the line if i if I am correct. I, I believe I am. I, I think this is, uh, I think it was like some type of qualifier for, for like down the end um, later this year, but this is big. This is a big dub for team, team liquid TL. Hopefully uh, they can move on and uh, have some fun, but yeah, it, it's a good one. It's a good one. I just wanted to bring it up this week. Cause like that's, I mean, if you look at esports gaming news, all I saw over my timeline was team liquid, team liquid, team liquid. And I was like, well, I guess we got to talk about it because everyone else is. Number three, Jacob, this one I think you're going to have some insightfulness on because this this is relating to NFTs, and I, I wanted to bring this up. So there's a huge NF, uh, Minecraft-inspired project that like was really, really big, super hyped up. Uh, they went to Mint. Uh, they had the whole process, and then just like that, overnight, this entire project gets pulled, and people are seeing a huge rug pull in the NFT community. Uh, for a project that was called Blockverse. Yeah. Now, rug pulls, they they happen sometimes pretty often with the NFT community if you're not careful about an official and authentic project. Jacob, what more can you say on this? You know, Because I feel like a lot of people, they want maybe they want to get into NFTs, but they see something like this, and I'm like, why would I, why would I buy into something that is just going to rip me off? Yeah, so I actually heard about another project. I don't exactly remember the name, but they did a complete rug pull. Uh, they sold $3 million worth of NFTs. They deleted their social channels. They deleted the Discord. The, the team you know, never docks themselves and basically just scammed the whole community. Uh, I think that's you know, a possibility for this project. But I think just in general, uh, you know, some NFT projects try to pull uh, elements, uh, you know, whether it be props in the actual drop or just connections you know, as utility that they don't have you know, partnerships agreements solidified for. Yeah. Right. So you'll see drops include Spider-Man uh, cosmetics in their drop or uh, anything that's copyrightable. Right. That should just be a sign for you not to engage with that drop. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really important to understand that things in the blockchain live forever. Uh, and if someone publishes something that doesn't have, you know, they don't have the rights to, that's a problem. And that, you know, when NFTs become big enough for people to, to you know, big companies to really start taking notice and want to, you know, get their share or just delete the project altogether, they have every right to do so. Um, so I think it's it shows to be wary of projects that, you know, claim to be involved with Minecraft or are copying Minecraft. You know, they don't have Minecraft permission to do this. Um, so it's just something to be wary of. Yeah, absolutely. I You know, buyer buyers beware. Keep an eye out. Be smart. Do your research before you buy into something that big because – a lot of money went into it, and you know a lot of people are fans of Minecraft, so it makes sense why the hype was there, the popularity was there. But huge rug pull, sad to see. But it it sadly happens when you have 
something that is this open and decentralized. So, you know, it's 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 bound to happen. Scams happen everywhere, right? I think that's the biggest thing to say is that scams are always going to happen and no matter what you do. So you got to be smart. And like I said, do your research. So related to NFTs, but uh, on a more positive note and maybe an evolutionary note has to be this NFT project that I'm actually a part of and minting on February 3rd called Generative Dungeon. It is a playable NFT dungeon on OpenSea. So you can go on to OpenSea right now to their collection. They've got nine sample dungeons. They are playable on the site with multiple levels. I mean, some of them have endless levels. And so I'm so excited to see something like this because it's one of the first projects to do so. There are some other, pro I think there are some other projects that must have something similar, but this is really like the first big one where, I mean, they've got sound effects, characters, quests. Uh, they keep track of all your stats when you're doing these dungeons. Like, Jacob, have you seen something like this before? Because this, this is pretty big. Yeah, so I haven't seen something like this. I actually went in and played a little bit, and I think this project is super cool. Uh, I think it's certainly something new. Uh, you can just, you know, go on OpenSea, open the image and just start playing or open the, the NFT and start playing. Um, I think it's awesome. I think we're going to start seeing more things like this, um, you know, whether it's on OpenSea or whether kind of a, a platform or marketplace kind of takes advantage of this idea and builds out the functionality to sell NFTs as games. Yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of a, a step in the right direction, I feel like. So certainly exciting. Now, to say the least. being on the inside of this right now on the whitelist, I got to tell you, so they're only allowing people to mint one of these. It's a 3000 uh, NFT drop. So it's it's limited and they're only allowing you to, to mint one. So they really are trying to foster a great community feel out of this project rather than, you know, having people buy one of, you know, more than one of these to then flip because, the way I'm looking at this and the way the team looked at it is, you know, this is a pretty revolutionary thing for OpenSea and for NFTs in general. And it's going to be a big deal when you finally get your hands on one of these because I joined their Discord when it had around seven to 8,000 people. It's almost double that in the past week and a half to two weeks. So it's it's blowing up. People are starting to hear about it as we get closer to this mint date. So I'm really excited to see it happen. But more on NFTs, our next point, Twitter Allowing NFTs as profile pictures if you purchase Twitter Blue, making it so that you can put a, an NFT that you own in your wallet on Twitter.com. A lot of people saying that they were getting hazed, uh, bullied, and you know, there's just there's a lot of love and a lot of hate to go around for NFTs on the internet. But at the end of the day, I feel like you just got to say to yourself, well, it's my profile. I'm going to do what I want. And if I love NFTs and want to show them off, I'll do that. But Jacob, in your opinion, is it worth losing followers over to publicly say, I love NFTs? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's personal expression. I think these brands uh, are realizing that NFTs as you know forms of personal expression, it's a powerful thing and people want to showcase. Uh, you know, I'm not sure why why would you say people are necessarily losing followers over this? So on the inter on Twitter, the internet in general, uh, I don't know. You know, you you're well versed in and the NFT community. Maybe your side of Twitter is a little bit different than mine, Jacob. But mine has a lot of folks on it, a lot of artists and game publishers and stuff who are actively against NFTs in the community as a whole, uh, due to the effect it has on the environment. And um, 
I mean, the the way that people get ripped off in terms of having art stolen, because that's always a possibility. Art sometimes does get stolen, but I mean, I feel like enough has gone into the process now, and it's out there that if your stuff does get stolen, there are ways to get that back. There are ways to get that taken down. OpenSea has made progress now in 2022 to help out artists to make sure that, okay, if your work is taken from you, we're going to get it back. But I mean, I've, I, I have people on Twitter that I follow and, you know, that uh, things that I see that pop up that are like, I, I hate NFTs and, or this is just a way for me to know to not follow this person anymore. I, you know, I actively see hate and it just, it sucks to see, but what can you do? Like you said, it's a, it's a form of personal expression. And I think that's, that's really for all things, you know, in, in 2021, 2020, you know, the biggest thing. And I think even now, personal pronouns in a Twitter bio and stuff like that, you'd see people raging over the fact that they just wanted to say, look, I go by he, him, his. This is not a big deal. But some people would be like, oh, that that offends me. It's like, why? It's personal expression. And so I look at this thing as I own this NFT on this website. I think it's really cool. Why not? Let me put it out there. And there are rumors that Reddit is also going to be offering a similar sort of thing as well coming soon, which I'm not surprised about. It's Reddit. Like, come on. So very excited to see where that goes. But up next here, okay, this is a really big buy. So uh, last week or uh, two weeks ago, uh, we saw that Microsoft purchased Activision Blizzard for like a lot of money. Okay, huge buy-up, right? Huge buy-up. The Activision Blizzard's like under all this turmoil with all of the sexual assault allegations and stuff too. And so the CEO's like, "Okay, Microsoft, you could just you could just buy, right?" I, you know, that's that's me going for a reach. But the real story, the real story, Jacob, Sony buying Bungie, Bungie, the maker of Halo, the maker of Destiny One and Two, and who knows what other future projects they're going to put out there into the future that are just amazing. Amazing pieces of of, of game work and, and art in general. But the thing is, is after reading this article, and this was on PlayStation's blog, on PlayStation.com, they're like, we're buying Bungie, but they're still an end of independent publisher. They still have the right to go to other platforms and, you know, sell what they're doing. Because for the longest time, you know, Bungie and Microsoft were, were this close with each other until Halo got sold to 343, which was a Microsoft studio. I mean, what do you think about this, Jacob? This is a huge pickup for Sony, but Bungie is still staying as an independent studio. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think they got a good deal on it. Uh, I think they paid $3.6 million for Bungie. I mean, Bungie's came out with some games that were, were pretty powerful. So they created the Halo franchise. I mean, the best Halo games were the, the earliest ones. I would oh, yeah. say Halo... Uh, I can't remember exactly the the naming of the first one, uh, but two and three, those are two and three of the, the games that combat the game. evolved, combat evolved. Right. Yep. Um, so I think they got a good deal. Uh, I think it's kind of a reactionary play. I mean, it's obviously not going to compete with what Activision does, but for the, the price they paid, I mean, I think it just makes sense for seeing consolidation. Uh, I would say, um, you're going to see more consolidation, right? Does it translate to the metaverse? Maybe a little bit, right? We're seeing everyone kind of want to own the IP, um, you know, tons of IP within themselves. Uh, you know, I think it was just something that was bound to happen. Bungie, you know, maybe they're not in a great place. I mean, $3.6 million for a studio that's pumped out some crazy titles. Uh, it just doesn't seem like a, a, a lot of money. Um, so interesting deal. Uh, I would just say, you know, play, Sony got a good deal on it. 
Um, and I'm excited to see the games they, they come out with. Yeah, same here, man. It looks like it's going to be a really, really great project coming up, so I'm excited to see it. Uh, more so on gaming here before we get to our final topics related to TV and gaming and stuff. Lego Star Wars finally has a release date. My goodness, this studio has been pushing this game now for a couple of years and, and even more before that, but the trailer dropped. It looks incredible. They've redone the levels. They've really opened it up. I mean, Jacob, I don't know if you're a big fan of Lego games in general, but they are really classics for me when I was a kid, especially the original Star Wars Lego, a Lego Star Wars collection. And now to include the new trilogy and stuff too. I mean, if you buy the special hardcover edition for the one of the consoles, it's a $70 product. You get a little Lego minifigure of Luke drinking blue milk. I'm totally <laughs> a sucker. I'm going for it. It's going to be great. Really yeah, so I, that, I would say Lego Star Wars was one of the first video games I played a ton of. I used to play with my sister all the time. Yeah. Um, I think it's exciting. Gosh, they did such a good job with that game. I mean, oh my gosh, that game was so much fun to play yeah. on, on console, you know, flying the ships, doing everything. Uh, it was it was just awesome. They've, um, yeah, they've done a huge rework on uh, a lot of the gameplay, especially like using the... Um, like the blasters, you know, I think that was probably my like biggest gripe when I was a kid. It's like the auto aim locking blasters, right? Uh, you know, it's just a classic thing to remember back from the Lego games, but they've really reworked a lot of aspects of the game and they've really opened it up. And I'm really excited to see where it's going to go when it drops in April. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Bring us back to League of Legends. This is a huge announcement on their part from last week. They fully disabled the Chemtech Dragon that was added at the beginning of this year to spice up the casual and competitive gameplay from a pro level down to a noob level, Jacob. And my goodness, this is huge news. Now, in the past, League has been known to have to disable some things if they put something out that's just too broken. And that's exactly what this was, Jacob. You and I discussed this a little bit before we went live today, but the Chemtech Drake, if you got the soul, if you get four dragons and you get Chemtech Soul, you had the ability to come back as a, as a zombie with full health that would dwindle down over time if you got killed, almost like a second life, um, which is just incredible if your whole team gets wiped and then you have Dragon Soul and you come back and then wipe the other team and then all of a sudden it's just like, wow, the other team had, had a moment to try to come back and win and then all of a sudden you're just all revived again to try to take them down again so it's like you get a second chance on a whole other team fight really and it's just it's overpowered and it just was not fair and so at the end of the day they've for right now they've taken it away until they can do a good rework so i'm excited to see what's going to happen with that in the future but for now rip to the chemtech so they even hosted during the lcs series this past weekend they even hosted like a little funeral uh, there's like a screenshot of like the chemtech drake on the tv 2022 to 2022 it was really cute. No one showed up for it though, so <laughs> it was quite fun. I don't think I don't think players uh, are missing it too much right now, but uh, that's uh, you know you love to see it. Now, Jacob, I know we're focused on gaming, NFTs, and crypto, but this has to do with gaming, and I think it's a really really cool trend that we've seen in the past. But honestly, I'm really ex excited to see where it's going now. Cuphead TV show and Halo TV show, okay. Both of them dropped trailers this past week. Both of them look amazing. Yeah. Is this a trend that gamers want to see keep going? I mean, I play games for the story of the games and to also play a game. 
but these are just TV shows. So there's nothing for me to play. It's just for yeah. me to follow along with the story. And I mean, the animation on the Cuphead TV show is incredible. Like the the games were literally breathtaking. And now you've got a TV show that's diving into that deeper. And then the Halo TV show is just like, my goodness, I'm I'm just gonna drop into all this lore. Like, what yeah. thoughts on this? I mean, from games so, to TV. Yeah. So they plugged the Halo TV during the uh, NFC game championship games this weekend. Yep. Uh, I, I Tony Romo had a funny comment about uh, I can't remember exactly what he said about you know it's a it's a video game. Why are they turning it into a TV show? Uh, you know, we saw Riot do this with League of Legends. There are now rumors that Call of Duty is having Dwayne The Rock Johnson star in a mm -hmm. movie or a TV show. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for the games that have crazy lore attached to them, I think it can work. I think Arcane is crazy popular. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they actually, they're adding to Team Fight Tactics two champions that are from Arcane, right? They're not from the League of Legends series or, or League of Legends universe, which all prior TFT champions had been but you know they're they're adding exclusive champions from arcane right so jinx and vi right when the when set six dropped they were sisters they had a trait that was just them and it was the sisters trait and i guess over the course of the tv show they have separated uh and become rivals uh and they're now the trait is now called rivals so you know they're really playing into it well appreciate your time jacob thanks everyone for watching the video today really appreciate it and until next time i'll see you then